Hi, this is episode 13 of the Spinoff Success Podcast. Welcome to the Spinoff Success Podcast with Beth Phillips. Join me each week for inspiring stories about people leveraging tools, platforms, systems, and skills to create thriving businesses, successful side hustles, and surprising new careers. Tune in to discover how to turn your skills and expertise into a spinoff success. Hello, and welcome back to the show. My name is Beth Phillips, and today I'm really excited to share this interview I had with Todd Bryson. Todd is a writer from Nashville, Tennessee. He has a day job at a um, e-learning company, but he has successfully uh, leveraged medium.com to share his ideas, to share his writing, and to grow his platform. I feel like I could talk to Todd about how he's successfully used other platforms like Twitter and YouTube, Snapchat, um, but he agreed that Medium was probably um, the most significant tool that he used to to really grow his platform. I think he has something like 54,000 followers on Medium. And so he t- today he shares his strategies and his approach to it and how it, even starting now, people could uh, employ these same strategies. So I hope you get some ideas, especially if you're a creative. And I encourage you to follow Todd not only on Medium, but on his own website and Twitter. He has a unique perspective and a really interesting and I would say engaging way of sharing his ideas. I love his writing style and uh, really the subject matter that he writes about. I want to apologize for the quality of this audio. We didn't have the greatest connection, so it sounds rubber bandy kind of throughout, but I didn't want to um, interrupt Todd because we were having such a great conversation. So please forgive that. And uh, in the next, I'm, I'm hoping to also release a transcript. So if you can't stand it and just want to really wait for that to come out, um, I'm going to do it because I really, really think that his interview and um, the information he gives is so worthwhile. So please forgive me and I hope you enjoy the interview. How are you, Todd? I'm not bad. How are you? I'm great. Um, I think I wrote in the maybe the initial email that I feel like I could talk to you based on the topic of this podcast. I feel like I could talk to you about how you've used uh, Quora and Snapchat and Twitter, especially YouTube (laughs) now. Um, But especially I want to kind of dial down into how you leverage medium. One reason is because I think that's how I discovered you. Um, and also it's, you know, I, I don't know that that many people successfully do it. There might be, you know, a few standouts, but, um, if you're cool with talking about medium, you good with that? Uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. So tell me how you, um, discovered medium and decided to start, um, writing on that, on that platform. Yeah, I think one day it was probably Gary Vaynerchuk who I who I heard it from first. Mm. Um, just kind of in the early days, it was a, a side mention because I think he was an investor back in the day. Um, 
and as soon as I looked at at it, I kind of knew it, it was a good fit for me. I had done blogs in the past, and I, and I wasn't able to keep up with the habit just because of like the technical hurdles. Like mm-hmm. even even if they had an editor, you could do it without HTML. So if you get past all of that, it still just didn't. It, it was too much of a hill to climb for me for me to post regularly uh, with a WordPress or a blogger or anything like that. And so I saw Medium's editor. Um, the editing form and I was immediately realized that this was the place and it was going to be easy for me to with no barriers no hurdles no domain no setup no anything else to just jump in and get my work to the world which was kind of the point in the first place okay okay what was your once you sort of got on and logged on and were like it is a beautiful um, aesthetic. It is a beautiful platform. You know, it makes yeah. probably the crappiest writing look wonderful. But what was your strategy right. um, when you jumped right in and say started your profile? What 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 did you say to yourself? Like, um, did you commit to something, or did you have a strategy, or did you just start writing? Yeah, I think initially I wanted to write once a week. So before that, I had worked for a newspaper, and so I kind of understood. At that point, I wasn't still building a writing habit. Like I, I knew how to sit down and make words come out of my brain and get it on pages or a computer screen in this case. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't all new to me. So I knew that there had to be some kind of something set in stone, or I just put it off. Right. So I. In the early days, I committed to once a week um, things I had seen in my job or things that made me feel a certain way about corporate life or how I thought young people could be taking advantage of certain things in the world now that maybe they didn't get at school. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can see this like if you go back, they're not really there's not really a theme to what I started with. Right. It was just whatever was coming off the top of my head. Well, you know but what? That didn't I, I, I think that's. Some, I, yeah. I think those are kind of some of the articles that I caught, and you know, I was sort of in yeah. that space at the same time, not writing as much about it, but just considering, you know, what my kids were facing coming out of high school and that sort of thing. Right. So I think that's why, no matter if it was had a common theme or not, what you were writing really appealed to me, and that's when I reached out to you. But but go ahead, I interrupted you. No, that's okay. And and I remember, like, I was so excited to get on this podcast because you and I connected and you were probably the, the first one, one of the first ones to reach out and say, hey, I like what you're doing. Thank you. Can we talk more about it? And we connected. I was like, like driving through the woods in Tennessee. I remember, like, yeah. I just dropped my, yeah, I just dropped my wife off. And so we just kind of had a chat. But that's, that's when my eyes kind of started to open to to what this thing could be and even though i didn't have a brand i didn't have a website mm. i didn't have a niche I, I wasn't even focused about what i wanted to do i, I just remember uh, reading at some point whenever you write the truth people will listen and so that was my only goal in the early days was, was to share the truth as i saw it and then do that as as often as i could could regularly commit to well then like let's talk about mechanics a little bit was medium set up yeah. and maybe it is still now algorithm algorithmically to to push your stuff or did you write and then tweet about it because i can't remember if 
Boy, somebody shared something um, on Twitter, if it was you. or Do you know how that worked in the early days? Yeah, yeah so that's a great question. And, and it's a little bit different now, so I'll, I'll start with back then, and then I'll, I'll move on to kind of where we're at in, yeah. in 2018 yeah. with me. Yeah. When I started, it, like I said, it was pretty early. It wasn't the first year or two, but it was not long after Medium had, had actually proven that they were going to be a thing and so there were two ways that you could get discovered uh, medium has its own internal system of recommends and responses mm-hmm. so in the early days you could hard a post to give it one recommend or you could comment on it and both of those things um, upped your algorithm rank mm-hmm. basically um, because i didn't have a presence anywhere else literally that was the only probably was the only time in my life including now where I was like, I'm going to focus on this. Like, this is all I have time for was to write and post. So it, I wasn't, maybe I shared it on my personal Facebook back in the well, day. Yeah, I wouldn't have found my, it there because, yeah. yeah, I didn't do Facebook back then. So um, what about right. Twitter? Well, Were yeah, you Facebook active was, on Twitter then? <laughs> I was active, um, but again, it, it, I don't remember a, a heavy push. I wasn't going on there, like, linking myself up a whole lot. And, and you talk about, well, I found you early. Well, I think that it was from other people sharing it cool. because in the addition of the of the internal system, you could, of course, and this sounds so obvious when you're saying it now, you could, of course, share the article with your friends, which is yeah. what happened. And, and other people who were early adopters of Medium or who had gotten into the habit of regularly coming to the site would share the stuff that they found and that's how uh, i guess the tidal wave really started right um, and do you do you want to go ahead and, and kind of move to where we are now and, and how no, things have changed i want to um i want to ask a few questions about yeah because i i think i know where you're going but i want to get to uh-huh. um like how did you measure traction? Was it new followers? Was it because it took you a while, I think, to get your own site, yep. toddbryson.com up. So it couldn't have been traffic. Yep. So what? how are you measuring engagement and traction? On yeah, Medium? in the early days, it was it yeah. was followers. Yeah, on, on Medium alone, it was it was followers. That's that's what I wanted. Cool. I, you know, of course, the the hearts were great. But even at the beginning, I, I, I understood the power of someone has a better chance of seeing your stuff if, if you're a follower, period. Yeah, do that, you remember? That was the first metric for Do me. you remember the, uh, so the progression? In other words, like, did you hit certain milestones that, that kind of kept you going? Or at what milestone of followers um, did you say to yourself, oh, I could probably get my own website and start collecting emails kind of thing? Do you remember? Oh, man. And yeah, you're taking me back um, because it, I should have prepared it's so you. funny. Like, no, no, no. It's good because I, I remember it's, uh, it's clear. I just haven't thought about it in a while because, you know, I started, they make you sign up with, I think, uh, a social account. So I started with Twitter and it imported people on Twitter who mm-hmm. already followed me. And I got like, you know, 321, whatever the initial following was for people who were on Twitter, but also on medium. So I, I had that and I started to grow, you know, I, I hit 500 and that was pretty cool. I think it was probably several months before I broke that 1000 barrier. So I'm trying to go back through, I started January, 2015, 
rode a lot, not a whole ton of traction, you know, but it's kind of little by little. I would get a mini hit and then it would kind of slow down back to nothing, back to obscurity. And, and I, when I say that, and it sounds crazy now, I mean, like, literally, I would post someone or something and three people would view it and one of those three would read it. And that's the kind of stuff that, that I had to eat really early because I'm yeah. like, what? I, I knew that this post was as good as the last one that, that blew up. What's what's going on here? Oh, yeah, um, right, so those, right. Yeah, right? So a, as a creative, you're like, I, you give your guts to everything, or hopefully you do. And so <laughs> it's it's sometimes a disconnect when the audience doesn't doesn't reach it the same way that you do. And so... It was those kind of really up and down moments in the beginning mm-hmm. that were tough to get over. And so I, I crawled over 500. That, that didn't really feel like much to me. Um, but I remember May of 2015, I wrote this piece. And this is going to sound familiar to you probably yeah. called uh, The Creative's Curse, which was just a probably 300 word piece about the struggles of, of being creative, essentially what I had, what I had experienced myself up to that point. Yeah. And yeah, I totally it really that. kind mm-hmm. of took, yeah, it didn't go crazy, but it was my biggest post to date. That's the one that got me over a thousand. And that's the one that started me on this track of, okay, like something is hitting home here. Like there, there's, there's traction building. There are people jumping on board, maybe, that maybe this can be a real thing, right? And I and I can actually make a legitimate run at it. So that's um, amazing. From then on, I was just kind of kind of head down and, and trying to move forward. Yeah, and still just posting consistently. Did you stick to the once a week and just just creating something consistently? <laughs> no, I had a boost there. So after the thousand, I, I I still had this marker of one, but something gave me extra juice after seeing like the potential of what something could be. Yeah. So I started for, for several weeks, probably five or six weeks, I would write uh, two and three posts. Uh, I went, I remember clearly I went one week where I wrote uh, a post every single day or published something every single day. Did that and pay off? Do you at think? At the point where. Do you feel that you know paid what? off for the, for the time investment? So here, absolutely. So, so here's my struggle now because at the point where I am now, you know, 56, I think, thousand followers and the email list and the other things, I think that posting five times a week, the the, the diminishing returns would kind of come into play. I really yeah. don't think that it would move the needle. But I think when I was starting out, absolutely. Okay. I think. Do you think, think that, that would still apply? Well, we'll probably have to move into, you know, where things are now. To sit to, because it's probably right. hard to say, well, that would still work or that wouldn't still work. So I think you're referring to when right. Medium changed their model and it was sort of more of a yes. pay-to-play. But but was that that's from the reader's end for sure, but also from the writer's end? Because I didn't understand yeah, that when it so, happened. <laughs> it was a really, frankly, kind of rocky. So uh, Medium starts to make some changes. first. The first weird thing that happens is Medium changes is their logo so back in the day they had a really plain black and white like yep classic news logo kind of thing and then they shift to that a funky green 
3D, <laughs> right? Yeah, Something I do like remember that. that. Mm-hmm. And that throws everybody, right? So that throws everybody for a loop. And, and you know, me, I, I, I'm a words guy. I'm not necessarily a design and visual guy as much. So I don't, I don't think too much about it. And then a few months later, there's like massive layoffs. Like Medium lays off 75 plus people of their staff. Um, and I think that was January 2017, maybe. Okay. I don't remember if that's the exact date, but there's there's a huge, huge shift. And then everyone, probably the for the reader side, the biggest notable changes, they move from the single heart recommend, so you can only like a post once, to the applause model. And mm. they open up uh, Medium's partner program where you can put something behind a paywall and mm. get paid for what you write okay. based on the amount of engagement. And so those are those are some of the big changes that have happened in, honestly, still the, the last 18, 20 months. Yeah. And, now, did they offer the still paywall? still experiencing the fallout. Did they only offer the paywall to certain level uh, writers? At first, they did. Okay. Yep. Right. At first, they did. Uh, there see. was... Um, request and and I got it back then that kind of explained what they were trying to do mm-hmm. and in the early days it was a very um a human intensive approach they had this philosophy of we need to vet everything that comes into the partner program and so mm-hmm. you had to literally and I went through this process briefly before not following through and, and we can get into that in a second um you had to come and pitch a story like you were a freelance writer and you would come to an editor and say, here's my idea. Um, can you help me flesh this out or whatever? I think it would wow. affect this market this way or, or, or get with this audience. Right, right. And so imagine that, that you know, you're a medium, you have a massive writer base and reader base yeah. and you're trying to filter through all these applications and never mind, you just laid off half your staff and, and do all of these things. And oh my gosh. so that's why I think it kind of had a slow start and they eventually made the decision, okay, you know what, let's, let's open this up. We'll have some guidelines and, and checks, but everyone's going to be able to write a story and then make the decision uh, as to whether okay. or not it goes yeah, behind but, the paywall. Because if you're laying off staff, that seems like such a cumbersome like use of human yes. time to go through that well, process. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and keep in mind, it's not just you get an application, you say, okay, mm-hmm. they write the story and you're done. You know, mm-hmm. my own experience was the medium editor and I went back and forth a few times on the actual posts. And so there's guidance given and it's like, it, it literally is, you're a freelance writer back in the day and they had to edit the story or make it fit and make it work. So imagine trying to do that and keep enough content behind the paywall to make it worth the That's $5 a month that your readers are paying. It's, it's, it's a t- Well, let task. alone trying to convince readers to pay. You know, that, that, that's exactly. the biggest thing because, because of all the competition for attention. Um, it's one of yeah. the reasons, as much as I love your writing, I know I can get what I want on, maybe on your website, but I, I just I was like, right. I, it's not worth paying for, you know? Right. Love y'all. And that, and that actually gets into, yeah, right. Yeah. And I, and I love you too. <laughs> and there are a lot of people, you know, uh, in full transparency, I was a member of uh, Medium the day they started. 
the paywall since let that fall aside because I just didn't, you know, I, I wasn't reading the premium stories. It wasn't right. that they weren't good. It wasn't that right. I didn't respect and love the writers that were there. It's not that I don't still respect uh, guys like uh, Thomas Kugler who put stuff behind the paywall a lot and, and makes a decent, you know, a decent chunk of change from it. Right. But just for me personally, I wanted the visibility more than I wanted the change. Yeah. And so for me, that's the reason I stay out. I stay exposed. Oh, that's I, cool. I put stuff behind the wall as as possible because I would I would rather grow the exposure right now than, than grow the amount of money I'm trying yeah. to, to put you, in my account. Like as it is now, do you write on both? Are, are you also publishing original content <laughs> right. on that, your site? And that's a, that's a, right. That's a fascinating question. <laughs> and to be honest with you, the reason I say that is because I'm not – I'm not landed anywhere yet as far mm-hmm. as what goes where. Yeah. I, I am definitely, I, I'm publishing more on my own site. Um, one of the problems that that I'm kind of struggling with and the reason that I haven't been as consistent or active on Medium is you kind of get this, well, okay, so I'll, I'll tell you a story. I'm talking with someone at work. Um, we, we're discussing that I'm a writer and guy says to me, oh, yeah, I, I've been on there a lot. I read this great post about, you know, morning routines. And it was, it was something like eight ways to do something on morning routines. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That's, um, you know, Ben, ben Hardy. Mm-hmm. He wrote that post. And he says, he says to me, I'll never forget this because it started me thinking about mm-hmm. this. He says, he says, oh, I didn't know the author's name. I just read it on Medium. No, yeah. And yeah. Right. So there's kind of this I bought it on Amazon effect where of course Amazon doesn't make all their own products, right? Yeah. Like they they have distributors who can sell on Amazon, but if I get a toothbrush, I'm going to say, "Hey, I got it from Amazon." Oh, right. Not oh, I got it sure. from Joe's toothbrush yeah. factory who distributes through Amazon. Yeah, but I think that allows so you though, for to me, use it for exactly what is working for you, and that would be the traffic and attention, you know, because you're doing yes. your YouTube thing, and we can talk about yes. that, which I think <laughs> is, is a really good way to distinguish yourself, and you did the, was it on Periscope or um, Snapchat? Because I, I did have Snapchat for a little bit, and you were posting like Monday morning things, so you were yeah. pretty active there, Monday too. motivation. Monday motivations. Yes, um, that so, was it. Yeah, why don't you talk about YouTube and whether one feeds the other or if your YouTube audience is completely separate or... Um, right, so, you know, no, not at all. I, I think it, it depends on what you want to do where, right? So I just yeah. talked about why I'm on Medium and why I'm not on the paywall because I no, have s- certain certain goals there, right? right. So um, the YouTube is a different strategy. Mm-hmm. I I moved from Snapchat Snapchat to YouTube because I wanted people to get used to seeing my face and mm-hmm. have that kind of build on itself. Where Snapchat, of course, things disappear after a while, and you, it's hard to go back through a catalog of stuff by one person. Whereas now, if someone wanted to, they could watch hours and hours and hours of just me you know talking to people yeah and that was it's a different move and a lot of 
the content feeds each other. So I'll, yeah. I'll write a post first and then bring it over to YouTube or I'll come up with an idea that I think is better on camera and then try to back that into a, a longer post. Uh, but to answer your question, it's it's mostly a shared audience. Oh, okay. There's a core who, yeah, there's a core who only watches YouTube stuff. There's a core who has never seen my face mm-hmm. past the profile picture, mm-hmm. and that just I think it's kind of the the natural way that that people fall. And I want to give them more op- options. Do you think? Okay, so let's get get to the question of if if I. I'm a writer because I think medium mm-hmm. obviously is, is the best um, for um, writing content creators, right? Um, uh, yes. More so than other art uh, creatives. So if I'm interested yes. in writing, I want to um, sort of expand my reach or even get a single follower because who's going to find your blog? Um, do you think there are certain right. things that still would work on medium if you're a brand new writer? Yes. And oh, the, cool. the three things, the three things are, are this one is write consistently. And we kind of beat yeah. that one up. That's, yeah. that's obvious Two, which is one that I think people don't really think about a lot, but it, it improves your overall visibility on medium as well as gets you connected. And that's respond to popular stories. Oh, that, that's, that's probably, and I started doing that. That's one of the things that I started doing to go from a thousand to ten thousand. So let's say you you see a story that's hot, you know it's climbing up the charts. Down at the bottom, you go and write, and, and Medium allows you to do this. Now you can write more than a sentence or two or just a comment. You can literally jump in there, make a headline, put a photo, and write your own. 200 to 250 word uh, addendum. I was or wondering, okay, that's how it's set up. Yeah, I always want so it's like it's standalone little article, in, instead yes. of a comment. And well, it is a comment. Yep. Okay, I never got that, but that makes it, sense. Okay, does that still work? Do you think? Um, it, are there popular posts that are not behind a paywall that 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 you could employ that strategy? Yes, the most popular posts will will. Will always be outside of the paywall because there's a broader audience. Okay. Uh, raw numbers we're talking, right? Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. The most popular raw raw numbers post will be outside of the paywall. You jump in there, and you leave something that's of value on its own and contributes to the story. So in our example, where Benjamin P. Hardy writes eight things every person must do before eight a.m. in the morning to be successful, you leave the comment that says. And these four more I do every night before I go to bed. That's so cool. And you write 300 words. It's a post of its own. And and Medium sees it as its own submission. Yeah. So it'll still give it some natural traffic as well. Do you still do that ever? Or don't you need to? I don't do that anymore. Okay. Well, what's number I don't do that anymore. I could. You said you had three. Number three is, yeah, absolutely. Um, if, If you're writer the the quickest way to kind of growth hack everything is you write consistently you sneak in and comment on those posts and then third is you connect with the writers who are already making a difference how do so, you connect with them? um usually again, without being I, creepy. I, I try to get it without being creepy. right 
Exactly. Well, actually, I should ask you that question because you can connect it with me, right? That's true. And I think it was just uh, just thoughtfully commenting on something that you did. I can't even remember which which particular piece, but I, I think I just told you why it, it I related to it. And it was as simple as that. Um, and I was just honest about it. You know, and I, I, I kind of remember right. at the time, I really wanted to talk to somebody in your generation. So somebody who was out of college, way younger than me, right. but older than my kids. So, yeah, just right. I, I guess being genuine. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think so if I could take that uh, one more step further, where I was for a long time is I was stuck on. I was a starting writer, but I had to jump all the way to like Gary Vaynerchuk's rung or Tony Robbins rung Mm -hmm. or even James James Altucher. I was like, Oh, if only, right. If if only these guys would notice me, you know, I'd be in the crew and then I would, you know, that's when I would grow and stuff like that. But what really happened that, that triggered some of this extra growth is, you know, I, I noticed someone like yourself, um, (laughs) who had commented on a few of my posts his name was Declan Wilson. Oh, I yeah. and we talked about him before the show, right? Yeah, and, small um, world so connection there. It it's a crazy, a crazy small world. Yeah, so Declan actually commented um, that it, way, right? To one of your posts. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Yep. Declan commented that way, and then um, we connected. I actually looked back to see how this worked, but I went to his site and I, you know, I, I saw some more of his story. I saw some things he was trying to do, and so I actually reached out to him and, and um at the time he was still writing his first book the millennial way and so i said hey you know this is this is crazy but i think that we could really help each other out can i edit your book mm-hmm. <laughs> like basically that's that's how our whole relationship started and so like like with nothing to gain and, and back then like n- nobody had heard of either of us so it wasn't right. like either of us was really jumping way up the ladder or anything. It's, it's someone on my level. Then I'm like, okay, what can I offer this person to give him something valuable to help us both grow as writers? And and he and I have been, uh, we talk every week now and and we've been good friends. You're in a mastermind, aren't you? Aren't you in a mastermind together? Yes. So I, I I have to give context to our, um, um, that Declan connection to people who might be listening. Right. Um, I noticed him <laughs> probably tweeting. No, you probably were tweeting um, and promoting his writing. Not even it was way before Millennial Way was published. And uh, and then okay, for some reason, I must have clicked on his profile and noticed mm-hmm. that he had this name Declan who was. And and then I connected it. He might in his Twitter profile have mentioned that he used to be uh, a cooking blogger in college. And then it clicked yes. because one of my dear, dear friends, you know, one of her, his mom is her best friend from childhood. So I'd always heard about Declan, always, always, always heard about Declan. And when he was doing that blog, it was so new. It was like, what is he doing? He does this blog. And, you know, nobody understood it, but it (laughs) stood out to me because I had heard of blogs before. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that is the coolest thing because it's, yeah, 
college kids don't know how to cook. So I, I put two right. and two together, checked out his profile, and I'm like, I this is the same person. So then I remember reaching out to you, like, you're not going to believe this, but I kind of know Declan. I know I have met him. Um, and then we met at her um, daughter's graduation party in person. His mom was there. Right. He was there with his family. And um, I think he met Hannah. And now they're good friends. And he's super supportive of what they're doing. And, you know, we're all, they're all, I, I'm sort of outside of their entrepreneurial circle, but it's such a small world. But I think it just shows you right. uh, global connection potential. You know, what the heck? How, you know, what is the likelihood that through this guy in Tennessee, you know, my daughter becomes friends with a guy who, you know, is in Pittsburgh? It's crazy. Right. And, and that's something that I don't want people to miss as they're listening to this it's not that you know successful people all know each other because they individually got successful and kind of like made it there and then they're like oh let's all hang out because right. we we did it or whatever no it's you know you connect with one person and they know somebody else and they know somebody else and they know somebody else if it wasn't for Declan I never would have gotten connected with um Jeff Goins previous businessman Oh, really? Who has, yeah, and his name is Kyle. He's done a ton of sales online, over a million dollars in sales for various people. You are done in Tennessee. How how did Declan connect you guys? Declan connected me with someone else from Tennessee. Yeah, that's the flip of what you were just talking about, right? It's like, it's crazy. And he, Declan reached out when I was promoting the Creative Service, reached out to Jeff Goins. Um, Kyle caught that email and the two of them connected and met up when Declan came to t- oh, cool. town, stayed at my house and then met Kyle, uh, only a few minutes away, uh, from where I live. And then he and I connected as Was, well. Hey, let me ask you this. I know you have at least one post on Goins writer uh, about, is it about Quora and how you strategically use that platform? Um, so yep. I was, and I'm going to pick your brain about that one of these days when you're bored and have nothing better to do. And um, yeah, because I Absolutely. think that's a fascinating uh, single podcast episode. Um, it is. So have you done anything else for Goins Writer? I haven't done anything else for Goins Writer. Um, I did the core piece, which you can still get to. Yeah. I think it's just goinswriter.com slash Quora. Did you pitch that um, or did he probably, reach out to you about that? I pitched it to Kyle okay. um, once we got to know each other a little bit because I, I kind of figured out, well, I figured out, but they told me the policy for, for guest posts and how often they do them. And so I said, okay, let's see what I can come up with. Oh, and so I pitched piece. him that. Yeah. It's probably the most thorough, technical, practical thing that i have ever written uh and i gave it to jeff which you know <laughs> we can we can talk about if that was wise or not but i, I know i, I was wondering if as valuable as possible did you get any traction yeah. from that personally either traffic or email subscribers or, or or is it too hard to tell um i got a little bit you can tell i, I got a little bit but mm-hmm. what you know, and this kind of speaks to being on your own domain for, for some things, because there were several comments that were still like, 
Jeff, you're the man. This is an amazing pose. <laughs> I can't believe you took it. I'm like, okay. And, and of course, I went back there and I was like, hey, Jeff is the man, but I wrote this, like, you know, kind of thing, trying to be, trying to be playful. But oh, it, it speaks great. to whenever someone's on someone else's site, it, oh, it, yeah. if it's not super clear who else is there, that's that's what they well, expect. And so, yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Well, do, do you feel like you have anything else to share about Medium that's relevant now and considering the different model? Because did they just recently change it again? Um, I actually, I'm not sure. There have so probably I, been I little think tweaks, I, um, but I, I don't know about any big It, it might be affecting P, uh, writers behind the paywall. Um, and it, it had, yeah. maybe has something to do with owning their content or not. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, do you have mm. anything else to add about Medium? Because I have one or two, one question that's, um, that I, I don't know if you'll have an answer for. Go ahead. Oh, good. Those are my favorite questions. Good. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I think for me, Medium, it's just right. If you're, if you're a writer and you're trying to build a habit of writing and get a small audience, the choice is still medium. Okay, cool. Regardless of of anything else I said, once you get on there, that's the easiest place to get started quickly and get traction as as soon as possible. That's so good advice. And you probably answered my question, but my next question is, since you're such a tester of platforms and new stuff, have Uh you tried any of the blockchain-based or the crypto-based, like Steemit or yours.org or any of those? No. No, I actually haven't. I'll tell you what I've been lost in recently, and it's not a platform, actually. It's... um, Amazon marketing because I'm I'm super curious. I, I have some, mm. made some friends in Tennessee who uh, developed some software to help kind of look on, under the so hood just of e- how that works. E-commerce and so. stuff and taking advantage of uh, sale prices and that sort of thing. Sort of. Um, it's more. It's more. So the tool is called KDP Rocket, um, which is. Uh, um, and individual authors, indie authors, kind of publishing tool, but it mm. gives you the keywords behind the best-selling books. Ooh. It suggests like the categories to be in. So, I, I, one of the things that I have discovered in recent years is even if your stuff is the best, it can disappear if you don't know the system. Okay. And so, this phase of my life is is kind of like let's understand the system. So that I can impact more people and and grow. You're such a good guy for that because I feel like you have so much experience with different, you know, systems and platforms and how they work and how best to exploit them. So I think that's so cool. Thank you. you. So where is if if people besides what, what is your handle on Medium? How does I don't even know. Do you just do a search for Todd Bryson? Yeah, if you search for Todd Bryson, I will come up. I think the actually, I think if you go to toddbryson.com slash medium, it'll redirect you there. Oh, but okay. if not, you can you can find my uh, you can find my page if you search on medium. Okay. Well, um, also, I think it's worth. I want to encourage people to follow you on uh, your YouTube channel because I think it's excellent. Do, are you still publishing uh, weekly on that? Yep, every week on YouTube, I actually have some some cool stuff for writers specifically. I've got a video called uh, Five Tips for Writing Better that's coming up. I have another writing video about my micro journaling process, which is oh, coming I love up. That. 
in addition to the yeah, in addition to the weekly posts. So yeah, it's good I, enough for writers coming to the YouTube. I soon. know, but I think your YouTube stuff is still um, more generally, broadly applicable for creatives in general. Anybody who just content yeah. creators, no matter what the medium is, you know whether it's uh, just creativity. Yep. So I, I would encourage people. And it, again, is that just a YouTube search, Todd Bryson? No, you can go to toddbryson.com slash YouTube. That Perfect. one I'm sure of, and that'll, that'll get you right there. That's awesome. And then how active are you still on Twitter? Because I, I took it off my phone, so I don't, um, I don't engage in that. Are you still oh, active no. on Twitter? Instagram. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter mostly. I will reply to almost everyone. Okay. So if you hit me up on Twitter, I'll almost guaranteed to get back with you. That's awesome. Listen, have a great day and thank you so, so much. This was great. Thank you, Beth. Well, I hope you got some ideas about how to uh, start using Medium as a way to um, start writing or get into the habit of writing or um, as a place to grow a platform. I thought the strategies that Todd gave uh, were really specific and useful. Um, be sure to check out the show notes at spinoffsuccess.com, episode 13, and I'll include the links that Todd mentioned um, to his YouTube channel, to his Medium profile, Twitter, and his website. Todd is really responsive to feedback and to questions, so I would encourage you to reach out if you have any questions. And if you don't mind taking the time, I would love if you went over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and subscribed or subscribe to Spinoff Success on your favorite podcast player. I'd love if you left a rating and review. That really helps the show and helps people find it. And I um, just thanks for listening through the whole episode. I know it was a little uh, glitchy and rubber bandy. So I apologize again for that. And I'll see you next time.